Coming Back is a listener-supported podcast. To support the show and receive weekly grief guidance from me, monthly group grief support calls, and the first look at my upcoming books, online courses, and projects, become a patron now at patreon.com slash shelbyforsythia. Just $3 a month gets you access to everything there is to see on Patreon, plus connection to a beautiful group of grievers just like you. Unlock grief support now for $3 a month and support this show at patreon.com slash shelbyforsythia. Thank you so much for listening. What if you could improve your relationship to grief a little bit every day? If you're looking for comforting words and practical exercises condensed into one small paragraph each day, check out my new book, Your Grief, Your Way. It's a non-religious daily devotional that helps you get in touch with your heart and your grief for a full 366 days. Find Your Grief, Your Way now on Amazon, Audible, IndieBound, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere else you buy books. And stay tuned to the end of this episode for a special excerpt from Your Grief, Your Way. Hi there, grief growers, and welcome to the season 10 finale of Coming Back. This has been an adventure in learning, at least for me. I don't know about you. Learning, remembering, embodying that the way that our grief expresses, the things that we feel, the things that we try to push away, the lives that we don't even want to be living that have been forced upon us, it's all normal. It all belongs. And right now, as we are living in the continued pain, grief of a pandemic, in the aftermath of an election that has yet to be hmm, peacefully transferred, one, and at a time when Black lives, Indigenous lives, the lives of those who have been suppressed, oppressed, marginalized for decades and decades and decades and hundreds of years, is finally coming forward. We are swimming in, marinating in, quite a lot of grief. And a lot that's been coming up in these past 11 episodes of Coming Back. And even a lot that's been coming up with my clients is this question of, is this normal? Is this allowed? Is it okay to be feeling this? Can I have this? Or conversely, on the other side, is there something wrong with me for having this, feeling this, experiencing this, identifying as this right now. To which I'll say, no. And I think that all of our guests this season on Coming Back would agree that whatever you're feeling in your grief, however you're identifying, whatever identities are slipping away from you, whatever your life is looking like and whatever your life is becoming, it is all normal in grief. It's all a part of it. And something that we do so much in the aftermath of loss is try to make what's happening to us something that's wrong or bad or needs fixing or diagnosing or medicating or prettying up because it's not good, because it's not the right thing that's supposed to be happening or because it's not the perfect picture of grief. 
When in reality, in all actuality, the laughter, the pain, the tears, the days where you're just a lump on the couch, like those are all part of it. It all belongs. I was working with somebody in a workshop a few uh, weeks ago, and we, we got started talking on the topic of friendship, and they said something along the lines of how their grief is is forcing them to move from one circle of friends into a new circle of friends because this old circle of friends has poor boundaries and they're traumatizing and they are not, they are a source of grief, an additional source of grief. And they find themselves in this, you know, rope bridge swinging across two cliffs of I'm between one thing and the next thing. I am between one friend group and the friend group I'm entering into next. I have not got my feet solidly planted in either place. And there's such an overwhelming feeling of not belonging. When that happens, there's this sense of I no longer belong to the group, the community, the sense of emotion, the the security, the life and worldview that I used to hold. I no longer belong there. And simultaneously, I am still exploring the kind of belonging, the life view, the safety, the security, the emotions, the feelings, the friend group that I am entering into next. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke on the last season finale, season nine finale of coming back about how grief is a state of transition. We are all on the swinging bridge of grief. And and I kind of wanted to build on that with this one and, and let you know that it has all belonged the whole time. Even when you are feeling outcast, even when you feel as if you are the only one on the swinging bridge, it's as if you're crossing from one circle into another, but the space between circles is not a void. It's not a gap. It's not a, a black hole. It is the crossing over of a Venn diagram. As you make your way to the margins of one group that no longer applies, you are already entering the margins of another group where you do belong, where you are supposed to be. And so often that new group that you are entering into, the new set of feelings, the new set of beliefs, the new set of identities, the new set of friends is so much more aligned with who you are, who loss has forced you to become, than the circle that you inhabited before. And it doesn't make the old circle or the circle you are leaving bad. And it doesn't even necessarily kill off the old circle. You can remember it. It still very much exists. And also, it's it's like you've outgrown a pair of pants. It's just no longer the place that's the best and the most appropriate and the most welcoming fit to you and your grief right now. And so the message that I really, really wanted to relay here in the season 10 finale of coming back, something that that we've circled the airport around with all of our guests this season, is that there is nothing abnormal about what you're experiencing. It's normal to tell stories. It's normal to write letters. It's normal to wail. It's normal to feel grief in the body. Oh my God, was that a theme this season? And oh my God, is it continuing to happen now? And and grief is also a spiritual experience. It happens to us and it also goes beyond us in whatever that means for you. There is no part of you, no part of this that is unwelcome, that does not belong. Even the things that feel the most wrong or the most imperfect or the most ugly or the most profane 
are included in the large, large, wide, enormous definition of what it means to grieve. And even in grief, when you are in this place of, I do not belong, I am not a part of anyone, anything, any mission, any cause, any purpose, any group, even in feeling like you do not belong, that feeling is another kind of belonging because you join the ranks of every grieving person who has ever felt like they do not belong in their life and their grief. I wish someone had told me this when I was grieving the death of my mom. I wish someone had looked at me or sent me a message or sent me an email or left a voicemail on my phone that said, even in feeling like you don't belong, you are entering into a very sacred experience and a very real experience for everyone who has ever grieved of, has anyone ever felt like this? Am I the only one? First answer is yes. Second answer is no. And something that I've so hoped to relay to you through all these years of coming back is that you are not alone in what you're experiencing. It may look different, it may sound different, it may feel different. And how you grieve where you grieve, who you're grieving, how long it takes you to grieve, what that grief ends up looking like, how long it exists for, and the ways in which you come back are not unique. You're not special. (laughs) If I can phrase it like that, This has been happening and happening and happening and happening and happening and happening for years and years. Yes, we've never done it in a pandemic where we have a 24-hour news cycle and a racial uprising and a precarious election here in the United States. We've never done it with all of that. So in some ways, the time you are grieving, the period of time in which you are grieving, the life that you are living right now is unique, is special, and the experience of grief, this feeling of not belonging, this feeling of being abnormal or unwelcome in your grief or because of your grief has been happening. I mean, since humans first walked the earth. So what I hope for you as we tilt into the holiday season, and I say tilt, very purposefully. I've used this phrase a lot in my work. For me, the holiday season feels a lot like we are teetering on the top of a roller coaster that is about to plunge into something dark. This is partially because I lost my mom the day after Christmas, and so this time of year is especially heavy for me. But as we tilt into the holidays in, in a time, in a space, in a year, in a way that we have never had to do them before, and with griefs we have never had to carry before. My hope for you is that when you're sitting in your closet with your back against the wall, when you are lumping around on the couch, when you are sitting with the car off in the garage just wondering, does anybody else in the world feel like this, feel like I do right now, that something inside of you will 
remember this podcast, remember these conversations, remember all the other stories that have been shared here, and just quietly, reassuredly, gently answer yes. Not with logic. Not with, well, duh, of course other people have similar stories to you and you're not the only one who's feeling a thing, but with a very, very soft and loving and empathetic and warm, yeah, yeah, because it's true. And let me tell you something else before, before I get into, you know, kind of some updates of what's next is the yes, other people have felt and are feeling the same things that you are does not have to take away your pain. It's not a magic eraser for your grief. It's like, oh, other people feel the way I do, so now I don't have to grieve anymore. No. (laughs) That's not how that works at all, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, What it does do, though, is helps you call in all the people who have ever grieved before. I'm working with a client right now and and despair is a hard thing for her to face. And a few sessions ago, I said, who can we take with you? When despair shows up in the room, she said, what do you mean? I said, like a, like a celebrity or a fictional character or a role model from your own life or one of your loved ones who can come with you there because they know what it's like. And especially with the events of this year and the deaths we've had, she said, John Lewis, RBG people who were fighting for something and that was the the root of their despair is that they had these great visions for themselves for their lives for the lives of everybody around them and it took a long time and they had to butt up against a lot of obstacles and a lot of garbage people to make that happen as best they could with all of their humanity and they balanced the despair and the hope together she's like those are people that can come with me yeah so I'll, I'll leave you with a little exercise here, grief growers on coming back, is who's coming with you in your coming back? Because you're not alone in this. Is it one of your loved ones who you know has known the pain of grief? Is it a mother, a father, a grandmother, a spouse, even a child who has known great pain and despair and can hold your hand as you are in your own great pain and despair? Is it a fictional character? Is it a celebrity? whose story has really inspired you because of their interactions with loss? Is it a politician or a political figure or a champion in this great uprising? Is it a medical professional who exists right now? Is it a teacher or a coach of yours? Is it me? If all else fails, take me with you. I volunteer. (laughs) Absolutely. And it feels so much different than trying to take others with us in our grief, people who are not grieving or people who refuse to acknowledge the depth of what this is like. Who's your team? Who knows what this pain is like, what you are experiencing right now, and therefore energetically, spiritually, however you would like to frame it in your brain, who can just settle in beside you in a chair and and be with you and witness you in that. You don't have to be inspired by them. You don't have to look to them to pull you out of the well. But just that reassurance, that companionship of, oh yeah, this has been happening a lot longer than me. So maybe I can make it out of this alive.
Or maybe there's something more to this on the other side. Or maybe this isn't all there is. Or maybe I belong a lot more than I think I do. Or maybe, just maybe, my grief really is welcome here. I am sending you, God, so much love as we close out a year, the likes of which we have never seen, and as we continue to hold, carry, honor, mourn, process, negotiate the griefs that we have carried long before this. So before I leave you here with this season 10 finale, Grief Growers, I have a few announcements to make about what's coming up next. So first things first, if you would like to take a workshop before the end of the year, or if you'd like to get a little bit of grief guidance before we get into the holiday season, I'm leading a couple of workshops. There are a few uh, beginning of December through mid-December, releasing the pain of guilt, finding acceptance after loss, navigating the holiday season, especially right now. And then I'm leading two separate workshops, one in the evening and one in the morning here, Pacific time, called Grieve and Release 2020, because we have lost so much this year. And I don't know about you, but my my view of grief, my lens finder, viewfinder experience of grief has expanded. And there is some grief and mourning that needs to happen in that, because we can never untaste, unknow, unsee the experience that has been 2020. And so I'm creating two really loving and similar spaces to release that. So whichever one you'd like to make, um, you can certainly attend there. And then um, if you'd like to apply to work with me one-on-one as a client, I have some openings for new clients. You can do that at shelbyforsythia.com. All of this is at shelbyforsythia.com. Just click on the work with me tab. You can see exactly what grief guidance is like. Uh, how many sessions you get in a package. You can read testimonials from people who've worked with me before, and you can find out how much it costs and how sessions are scheduled. So anything you'd like to know is all located there. And I am taking new clients, especially as we go into 2021. Next thing I want to get to is a very, very, very big announcement that is grief-inducing and also exciting. So this is my pre little disclaimer. Um, And that is that this is the last episode that I will be producing of coming back conversations on life after loss. Um, The time has come with my work in the world, the direction it's asking me to go, and how my grief wants to be made to conclude the project, the three and a half year long relationship that has been my devotion to coming back and to interviews and to, to conversing with all of you. Um, and just lovingly and gracefully and as full of surrender as possible, surrender fully. I don't think that's a word, but we're going to make it one as possible. Allow this to conclude, allow coming back to come to an end. Um, with that, I will also be archiving the Facebook group, The Grief Growers Garden, and this has been in existence since coming back started back in 2017. 
When I say archived, it means that you can come back to the group, you can browse posts, you can see who all is a member, you can see what things were posted in the past, resources that you loved. Um, the only thing that's different is that uh, I will no longer be accepting new members into the group and nothing new can be posted. And so it will be as if the Grief Growers Garden is a very large and beautiful scrapbook that we can all revisit at will. But that's something that will be archived on January 1st. 2021. That being said, I know what a resource coming back has been to so many of you through the years, and frankly, to me also. So coming back will not be disappearing. It will not be going away. You can continue to listen to coming back and share coming back. Oh my gosh, please continue to share this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts as well as YouTube. Uh, and the videos and the recordings will live there forever. Um, yeah, the the work lives on the relationship lovingly ends. That's kind of where I am intuitively with coming back. And this has been a decision that's been a long time in the making. Um, probably about six months to a year or so now, I had this feeling, I had this knowledge, this wisdom that that this would be the conclusion of coming back. Deep breath in and out. That being said, the things that I am being called to make next are also podcasts. And I'm saying, yes, podcasts, plural. <laughs> because the things that are coming your way in 2021, Grief Growers, and you can subscribe to these now, wherever you listen to podcasts, are two new shows. The first called Grief Better. The second, Grief Book Review. So the first podcast, Grief Better, is going to be uh, really free form me presenting ideas, reframings, journaling prompts, exercises, new thoughts and ways of seeing grief based on the one-on-one -on -one interactions I have with my clients, based on workshops that I lead, based on the things that I'm reading and seeing and watching in the grief space, and based on the stories uh, that I share in my own life. So this is very much going to be a podcast for if you're grieving, but you want to learn how to grieve better. If you want to shed society's expectations and find new ways of living with lifelong grief, which we all will live with lifelong grief, this is a podcast that can help walk you towards that vision for yourself. The second podcast that's coming your way called Grief Book Review is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> I'll be reviewing my favorite books on grief in 10 minutes or less. These will be grief books you've heard of before, but also ones you may have never heard of before. Because as of this point in time, the grief space is overwhelmingly white, straight, and female. And I want to do as much work as I can as somebody with a grief platform in the world to elevate authors, voices, stories, and even losses that are underrepresented and marginalized in the book publishing space. So I'll be bringing you reviews from my favorite grief books. Some you may have seen on store shelves, some you may see in top 10 lists, but others may be absolutely new to you. And I'll be covering common losses and popular losses like uh, loss of a spouse, loss of a child, loss of a parent, but also ones that are lesser known miscarriage, stillbirth, suicide, pet loss, job loss, loss of identity, loss of culture, loss of a dream. Yeah. And so all of this will all come into play on Grief Book Review. And essentially what I'm going to do with that one is try and release episodes as often as I am finishing books. 
<laughs> so you can read along with me if you like and submit books uh, to review as a part of that show too. And you can find my contact form to do that at shelbyforsythia.com. Again, all of this is happening at shelbyforsythia.com. You can go ahead and subscribe to and listen to the first episodes, the trailers for these two new podcasts. You can subscribe to them. So once they start dropping, you can get them right away. Um, and, and these are things I've just been called to make. I don't know if you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice, but I have been asked by my grief, because my grief and I are always in constant communication. It feels like this, I don't know, friend or partner that I have sitting next to me at a table all the time. And uh, it's it's just asking me to be a little bit more nimble, a little bit more quick, and a little more, a lot more <laughs> free form with what I produce for you. So no longer a weekly schedule or a monthly schedule or bi-weekly schedule, but as the wisdom is coming, as the tools are coming, as the metaphors, the visuals, the exercises, the journaling prompts, the book reviews are coming, they will be shared with you. This means there will be seasons where I post a lot and seasons where I don't. Um, and it also will mean that a little more humanity of mine gets to enter the picture. Um, other big announcement is that I have another book on the way. I'm not going to reveal the title yet or the contents. Um, the people who will hear about it first will be my Patreon supporters. So if you'd like to support that, patreon.com slash Shelby for Scythia. I would love to have you in that community. But the thing that I am working on as I take about a month, a month and a half off now to honor, grief, release, mourn the loss of my mom, um, is also what's coming next. And I know that my work in the world is to write and to speak about grief. And so as much as I can, I'm going to keep funneling down and refining and polishing that vision for myself and building what that life looks like so I am much more easily able to bring this work to you. Because it is so freaking important, y'all. This, I wake up thinking about grief and I go to sleep thinking about grief. And all of the different ways that we can incorporate it into our lives and integrate it into the pictures of who we are and welcome it as a society. I am not stopping. I am not done. So I hope with this ending, as we are exiting one circle, you will come with me to the next one. Grieve Better, and Grief Book Review, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as staying tuned for the next book. Workshops are here. Working with me one-on-one -on -one is here. You can always do these things with me, shelbyforsythia.com. And I am so delighted, honored, excited, thrilled, wowed, and humbled, as always, to be sharing space with you. So that's all for this episode, this season, and this series of Coming Back. Thank you so very much to all of the guests who joined me on Season 10, Dara Kurtz, Gary Shockley, Victoria Albina, Christina Cipriano, Mana Batsangvi, Sarah Chizik, Avni Trivedi, Mona Luna, Art Shake, Diane Zinna, and Rob Bell. 
To keep up with me and my work, please subscribe to email updates at shelbyforsythia.com. This is also where you can schedule a free consultation to work with me one-on-one. It's where you can find grief workshops, and it's where you can subscribe and listen to both of my new podcasts, Grief Better and Grief Book Review. You can also find me on Facebook at Shelby Forsythia Intuitive Grief Guide or Instagram at Shelby Forsythia. You can find my new book, Your Grief, Your Way, 366 Days of Comfort and Practical Exercises After the Death of a Loved One Now, wherever you buy books. And be sure to stay tuned after the credits for an excerpt from the book. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend about coming back because you never know what someone you love is going through. Thank you to Addie Goldstein who composed our theme music. As always, my dear grief growers, it was beautiful sharing this space and time with you today and for the last three and a half years. I see you. I am so, so proud of you and the work that you're doing in the world. And I love you. Because even through grief, we are growing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Coming Back. Now, check out the November 18th entry for my new daily grief book, Your Grief, Your Way. November 18th. People you love never die. Not completely. They live in your mind, the way they always lived inside you. You keep their light alive. If you remember them well enough, they can still guide you like the shine of long-extinguished stars could guide ships in unfamiliar waters. Matt Haig Even though your loved one's body is no longer physically here, you are allowed to maintain an emotional, mental, and spiritual relationship with them. You are even allowed to change the boundaries of your relationship, such as how often you speak with them and the ways in which you communicate. Death ended your loved one's life but your love for them and your need to include them in your own life, live on. If this entry resonated with you in your grief, you can purchase your grief your way now wherever you buy books, including Amazon, IndieBound, Barnes & Noble, and your local bookstores. Thank you so much for joining me on Coming Back.